Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. <laughs> Alright, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to Never Heard of It, a Night Shift Radio original. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and review if you're so inclined. For more information, visit nightshiftradio.com. Caleb. Michael. Do you know what is happening today? Today, today? Or like like today when Today when this episode comes out. Uh, No Way Home. No Way Home has come out today. So for those of you listening, when this episode actually comes out, uh, No Way Home has come out today in America. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the FBI that is monitoring cable, uh, Caleb and I's call, um, <laughs> No Way Home comes out this this coming Thursday. So, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I am so excited for No Way Home. And I know that uh, it's because it, it's been hyped up so much, but mm-hmm. I think it's because... No Way Home as tied to probably the coolest moments of the MCU for this year is the whole idea of the multiverse, you know, whereas WandaVision and Loki both dealt with the multiverse, like teased the multiverse breaking down, you know, not so much Captain America and um, Hawkeye shows. They did not talk about the multiverse whatsoever. Yeah. Um, But those two shows and those two were, were my favorite shows of the year so far. I'm loving Hawkeye though. I mean, don't get me wrong. So good. Hawkeye was great. Captain America was absolutely great. Um, But WandaVision and Loki were my favorite shows of the four of the year, but I mean, it's a very close second and third, you know, third and fourth place. Mm. Um, and I think the fact that Spider-Man is going to directly deal with that is what pleases me the most. And I think that's what's getting me the most excited because I expect, I know I'm going to be let down, but I expect Wanda. I expect Kang. I expect, you know, multiple Spider-Men, mm-hmm. uh, Spider-Mens, yeah. uh, you know, like it, there's a lot of expectations. What do you think is going to happen if Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire do not show up in this movie, I honestly, and I, 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 I'm on record saying this is I don't think that they will. And I think you're going to see other Spider-Man, but I don't yeah. think they're ever going to unmask themselves. So I don't think well, it's you know. Yeah, I, I think either if we see them unmask, it'll either be just a, another to uh, not Tobey Maguire. What the fuck is his name? Uh, Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Yeah, it'll be another Tom Holland, or maybe. Potentially a completely different Spider Person entirely, which we we you know, we had introduction to in Into the Spider Verse. So maybe we'll get some sort of tie-in to the Spider Verse, especially yeah. because we know that there's another animated uh, Spider Verse movie coming that just recently got announced. Yeah. That's exciting. Um, 
I, I you know, maybe they'll surprise us and maybe Toby and Ninja will be in it. Uh, you know, and maybe it'll just be brief cameos or maybe it will like they'll have an active role. Um, but I'm leaning towards if, if they're going to like make a statement like that, that is blatantly spoilery uh, from the outset. Maybe they're right. You know, when they say that Toby and Andrew aren't in the movie, maybe they aren't. Right. Uh, and they were th- just instructed to leave it vague. So, you know, people wouldn't be like, oh, well, fuck that. I'm not going to go see the movie. You know? Yeah. But, and like, the idea of the multiverse is something that is so pivotal in like both of the the big two comics uh, in, in some way or another. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool that they're, they're starting to explore it, and it, because like the the multiverse creates this scenario where literally anything is possible, it does allow it to to finally start to make sense that there's been so many different versions of different characters and whatnot, and it also means that they're completely unfettered in what stories they can tell going forward. The MCU is set free, uh, unleashed upon the world. You know, we have from the, 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 the like most realistic and gritty feeling street level heroes. Like, you know, we know that at least some of the defenders characters are coming back. We know at at the very least, Charlie Cox is reprising his role as Matt Murdock slash daredevil. That's fucking awesome. I love that. That leaves the door wide open to say, what about Power Man and Iron Fist? Like, fucking bring those guys back. What right. about Jessica Jones? We need more Jessica Jones. I, like, we need more Jessica Jones. Give us more of the Defenders. Like, you know, any of that shit. Like, you know, from that to like, you know, more like the the larger scale uh, Avengers style stuff, where like mostly happens on Earth, all the way up to like these like massive cosmic battles with these entities that like transcend time and space. Like, we have to meet Eternity at some point. Like, that has to happen. We have to see Galactus at some point, uh, which means that we have to have the Silver Surfer. And the MCU is... We're going to get the Power Cosmic at some point. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Which means, like, they they are just... They've set up, teed up, wide open to do whatever the hell they want from here on out. They're no longer constrained to a specific storyline or to specific characters or or whatnot. Like, everything's fair game, and I fucking love it. I'm so excited. I, you know, uh, obviously, you know, by the time this episode does come out, I will have gone and seen the movie or will be going to see the movie this night. So, so anything we are saying right now are not spoilers because we legitimately don't know yeah. uh, what is happening. Now, I will say that uh, by the time you're listening to this episode, um, uh, supposedly a major plot point is going to be revealed in a trailer uh, a day or two before uh, uh, No Way Home comes out. Supposedly on Tuesday, so two days ago, a trailer has dropped that kind of like confirms a thing or says a thing that people, you know, that's going to be a major plot thing. Uh, That is a rumor. I don't know if that's actually going to happen, but that is the rumor Mm -hmm. is that that might have happened. I'm hoping to have avoided that altogether. Um, But actually, fun fact, the very first Spider-Man movie, the one with Tobey Maguire, I actually never saw a single trailer for that movie before I went to go see it in the theaters. And I actually ended up getting a press pass to go see it. So I saw it about a week before it actually officially came out. Now, that being said, it was a hell of a lot easier to avoid movie trailers back then because there was the internet and and social media was not really a thing. This was what, 2003? 2002. 2002. 
it was a lot easier to avoid. I mean, the only time you really saw movie trailers is sometimes during commercials and if you went to the movies. Now, obviously, I did go to the movies a lot of times, but if a Spider-Man trailer came up, I closed my eyes and ears and, and avoided it at all costs because I wanted to go in fresh because mm-hmm. I really like Spider-Man. I, I loved Spider-Man's character and I loved the idea of it. I loved the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie, and I still say that up until very recently, you know, within the past 11 years or so, Spider-Man 2, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man 2, was the best superhero movie I had ever seen in my life. Interesting. Up until Iron Man, and then I was like, oh, oh, (laughs) I see. Iron Man set a very specific tone. uh, It's pronounced Tony. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> Tony, Tony, Tony. Um, yeah, I mean, Iron Man set a, a very specific tone, a very specific precedent. And, um, you know, obviously that was the establishment uh, of the MCU as we know it now. And everything built off of that. And back then we had, you know, we had a, a, a smattering of, of, you know, misstarts and failed attempts and whatnot. And, you know, we were just we were itching for anything good from the, the superhero realm, from the comic book realm, uh, those of us who, who grew up on that shit and, and loved it. And Iron Man finally gave that to us. So like that that like everything has to measure up against Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's you know, it's it's cool, but it's also unfortunate because it was such a high bar. Like it really it really set set it up. It's also wild to me because, like, I, I liked Iron Man a lot growing up, but, like, I never thought of him as one of the, like, major characters that, like, everyone's going to know, and you build a world around him. And obviously, in the comics, like, he is a major player, but, like, w- the comics that I read growing up prior to, like, you know, kind of not not aging out, but just, like, I stopped following comics for a long time. Sure. And then the, the MCU happened, and then I've had, you know, fits and starts over the years where I've read more, but, like... I apparently missed a whole lot of like him coming to like precedence in the Marvel Comics universe uh, that like didn't feel as you know, strong when I was when I was younger, and maybe that's more because I was focused on specific you know stories. Like I really I read X Men, yeah. I read Batman, and a few others like that when I was younger. Maybe I just didn't know that Iron Man was as important as he was. But like my perspective is like. Okay, you're, so you're starting a whole thing, and you're, yep. you're you're starting with Iron Man by Iron Man. Yeah, cool. Like, I guess. Uh, okay, and cool. Yeah, it it turned out to be the right move. So, yeah. like at this point, I implicitly trust what Kevin Feige is doing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, more often than not, I've been pleased uh, with with the decisions that Marvel has has made uh, over over the you know past uh, 12, 11, 12 years or whatever. I am surprised to be able to say to you that there is not a single uh, movie or television show that is canonically part of the MCU that I didn't enjoy. Uh, agreed. I mean, I not I, a single one. Yeah, and I that's mean, weird because that's a lot of film and TV a and a lot of opportunities to really mess up, and they didn't. I, I mean, I think even the worst MCU movie is better than any other non major uh superhero movie you know agreed like i I mean dc there are some dc films that are better than the worst mcu movie i mean they still fall in the top whatever 23 movies or whatever but like outside of that like i can't think of a movie that's better you know than even the worst mcu movie i mean basically starting with like the 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 nolan trilogy and then you know the the uh man of steel batman versus superman 
Justice League, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, like that group of movies that we've gotten more recently from uh, from DC. Uh, I enjoyed all of those more than I enjoyed, we'll say, um, the the MCU uh, Hulk movie, which uh, is like has that even like technically been like retconned out of the MCU because they don't acknowledge it and it's not available on Disney Plus. It's it's fucking weird. Yeah, and, I mean it it kind of does because we you know we have Abomination is in Shang Chi, so yeah. we so know like, that Hulk one happened. But maybe not exactly in the way that we think it happened, you know, like it's but it acknowledges but that it did happen. In my mind, though, like that one was a huge advance over the um, Ang Lee. Is that who did the, the Ang Lee, previous? Yeah. Yep. Uh, he did the like, Edward he, Norton one. I just, you know, I did not like that movie. No, Edward yeah. Norton was uh, in the MCU one. It was. Uh, oh, the other. Yeah. Eric, Eric Bana. Yeah. Eric Bana was the first yeah. one. Yeah. Um, I, I, I hated that movie and I tried yeah. rewatching it and it's trash. Uh, and you know, DC had some missteps, uh, Green Lantern fucking garbage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So th- there's been a lot of good and bad uh, in the, the early stages, but basically once the, once, once Iron Man came out, like game changer. And if you can't keep up, then like you don't like, I guess don't try at this point. Like if you can't put out at least that caliber, if you, if your movie isn't at least as good as the Edward Norton Hulk movie, then don't try. Then try go back to the drawing board or reshoots. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, outside of obviously that that's going to be like, this is going to be probably the, the largest money-making film of the year. I mean, that's, that's, I think inarguable at this point. I've told you how the, the theater that I like to go to downtown has been restricting to like at most like one or two showings a day of any given film. Uh, and they are showing three uh, showtimes of Spider-Man No Way Home on opening day on Thursday, which like, oh, wow, whoop to do three shows. But like, that's kind of a big deal for a theater that right. is all but closed now to yeah. say, like, we're going to open up an extra screen to make sure that people can get in and see this movie. I mean, because that's what it's going to be like. So this is going to be huge. That comes out this week. But there's a lot of other entertainment, like streaming type things that come out this week. So like... Uh, the Witcher season two comes oh, out yes. tomorrow. Very um, excited for that. I actually just started. I went back and I've been rewatching, uh, rewatching The Witcher, rewitching The Watcher, and uh, <laughs> who watches um, The Watchman? <laughs> who watches The Witcher, Rochin? Um, <laughs> and uh, man, what a good show, man! So good. Uh, uh, Henry Cavill is just—I love him so much. I did not expect to like him as much as I do in like. I, I enjoyed him in in, in uh, Man of Steel. I was like, okay, this guy he, he works as Superman, and then he he reprised that role a couple times, and it works. But like, I just I didn't expect to like see him other th- in other things and think like, fuck yeah, like let's do this. But then I think what did it for me was when the news broke that he was like a huge gamer nerd. He's a huge fucking nerd, and I love it. And I was like, okay, like. I, I I have like a baseline understanding of of, of this person uh, of how their mind works and the kinds of things that make them happy and why they're in this industry. So now when he says like when you tell me like Henry Cavill is taking a role of a character from a video game based on a book series, uh, like 
uh, about a fucking like fantasy magical barbarian dude that kills monsters like sign me up <laughs> yeah so there's a couple of things about this so one uh henry cavill likes to build his own gaming pcs from which scratch right which is fucking amazing the other thing is that henry cavill was a huge fan of the book series and the video games the witcher before being cast mm-hmm. and he uh he has been uh noted by casting you know crew and showrunner and stuff like that of being the person that on set will be like um actually the, <laughs> i don't the, think my character would do that like mm, that's not exactly how that monster would do that thing so uh, uh but the other that. great thing about henry cavill is and this is like building your own gaming pc and playing the witcher is kind of like yeah that's nerdy but it's also like mainstream nerdy mm-hmm. but henry cavill paints warhammer figures hell yes and plays them and <laughs> that yes. that is like the icing on the nerd ki- like you cannot get any nerdier than that and like, i fucking love it and you he, tell me like, that he invites he people LARPs. over to like play warhammer and stuff if you tell me that he larps saturday afternoons in the park with a, a you know a regular group uh like it's nothing like that's about the only way that it could like that it could get any nerdier it could get any nerdier right and i just like Ah, and it's amazing though because he's like a super jacked dude and he's mega good looking you know and yeah. he's all like suave and british you know and then he's like <laughs> you know so like i just imagine like someone like walking up and like chatting with him you know like trying to trying to talk him uh talk him up and he's like yeah baby well i am gonna paint some Warhammer figures tonight and then my <laughs> gaming group is that? gonna do a raid i don't know i can't do a henry cavill accent and they will be like wait what <laughs> he's like but you look like a model also, like, yeah. like, the juxtaposition of him like in like full nerd mode with him in like action hero mode and like that was it, the mission impossible movie or whatever that yeah, he was in he was so good like, that's i really like reloads that his, his fucking reloads his biceps <laughs> <laughs> like, uh. like you cut you look at him and expect him to be more like either romantic lead or action hero but he's like really made his name in nerdery and nerd fantasy things and i fucking love it it's so Uh, great it pleases me to no end and i want to hang out i i uh know very little bit about warhammer i i when i worked at a gaming shop well i ran tournaments at a gaming shop for card games um we had warhammer tournaments going on a lot so i learned about the game uh there i would 100 percent go to henry cavill's house and play warhammer with him any day i would if he was like Hey, I'm in fucking London right now. Can you be here to play World of Warhammer this weekend? I would literally empty my life savings to get a plane ticket to get to <laughs> London to spend an afternoon playing Warhammer with Henry Cavill because I think it would be the coolest experience in the world. I so I, I've never had the interest in going all in and like buying and assembling and like painting the figures and assembling yeah. the, the like the 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 lands the landscapes and everything but i'm always so impressed by that and i always see it and i want to play with them i don't want to put in like that level of work but like if you said like here's a you know a basic set and like we've got this you know this mat set up like come join our game again sign me up i'll be there let's do it yeah so it's pretty exciting so there's that uh, you know, we've got the penultimate Hawkeye episode uh, has just aired uh, yesterday. That's the, too the, soon. the second to last episode, um, uh, you know, which 
You said earlier that uh, that um, the the multiverse stuff has been like more like your favorite. Like Hawkeye has been my favorite of the the MCU uh, TV series so it's, far, but that's because I just I love I love both Hawkeyes. Yeah, uh, when I would play the uh, the Captain America and the Avengers arcade cabinet game you know, growing up. I would pick Hawkeye, and I think I told you this uh, last time we talked about it. I think it's probably because I was a big Robin Hood fan as a kid. But then, like, the the natural evolution of that, like, the writing for Kate Bishop uh, in the comics is so good, so, like, lighthearted and quirky while still having, like, you know, some sense of of gravitas that, like, an action hero in comics should have. Uh, But then, like, the writing of this show and the casting of Haley Steinfeld just really feels like they... They somehow just made those comics just come directly to life. Just like, locked her right out of the thing, and it, it just it's worked. Like, yeah, it's so like it. It feels so much like that that run of uh, the Hawkeye comics that I, that I followed for a while. That it just it's it's everything that I want, which makes me that much more excited about the other series that are coming, because now it's been proven to me that they're going to do this stuff justice. Yeah, I, I, I'm excited uh, for all that. I mean, Hawkeye has been a very, I wouldn't say a surprising series, but it was substantially better than I expected it to be. However, that being said, I did expect it to be good. I still was mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is going to be good. But then I started watching it. I was like, oh, Hawkeye making me feel things. Oh, this is very For good. a lot of people. And yeah. that is good. And then this yeah. last last week's episode, not yesterday, but, you know, then, you know, the other Black Widow showed up. Yelena Belova shows up, and I was yes. like, "Yes, yes!" And then yes. Echo, and every oh, it was just so great. I'm very excited for that. There's a lot going on. Wheel of Time is still kicking around. I I am getting way more into that show uh, than uh, than I expected. I kind of expected to wane interest in it, but I'm getting way more into that show. I'm I'm liking where they're going with it. I'm pretty excited to see where that's happening. Um, I don't know. All in all, I think this is a really good time for streaming series. There's a lot mm-hmm. of good things that are out or coming out. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, get out there. And, and then, of course, uh, we have a brand new episode this coming Sunday. I can't guarantee it's going to be as good as any of the things we have just talked about. Mm-hmm. I mean, the episode will be good. The movie, probably not hey, so much. You can't uh, win them all. Right, but the name of the movie is called Attached Paranormal, uh, and it's part of our Victorian Christmas uh, where we are telling ghost stories to each other, um, and it is leading up to the release of our brand new show called Possibly Normal, which is happening on January 1st. So get that wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, There's a trailer up there now so you can listen to and subscribe so you get notified on January 1st when that first episode drops. I'm very excited for y'all to hear this. It's going to be great. And Attached Paranormal is streaming for free on TubiTV.com. So if you're the type of person that watches movies before we review them, that is the place to do it. If not... Well, then you're just going to have to wait till Sunday and decide whether or not to watch the movie. Mm. So there it be, everyone. Thanks a lot for joining. We super appreciate it. And we will see you on Sunday. Yeah. father's tragic past, hidden in the adventures of a cartoon mouse. A cautionary tale on the dangers of temporal tourism. 
a woman searching for answers after the death of an old friend. This is the Storyteller Series, a Night Shift Radio original. Every month, we bring a new short story to life in a full-cast audio drama. We publish a second exclusive story to our online print edition, and we give you a glimpse behind the pages with our author interview series. Subscribe to the Storyteller Series wherever you listen to podcasts, and visit nightshiftradio.com for more information.